a welcome to The Duke Show, this episode number 24. I'm your host, RJ Dupree. Special thanks to our imaginary producer, Danny, behind the glass, rocking us out, bringing us in today on episode number 24. Thank you, Danny. It's been forever since I've got to hang out with you and Danny. Danny, I blame you. It's been way too long, bro. We've been busy, though. We've been busy. We're trying to get moved down here in the North Texas area. What a hot mess that has been. I've always been the kind of guy that likes living in, like, the apartments, right? I like going to the swimming pool. I like working out, as you can tell by my massive pectoralis. Yeah, not so much, but I do enjoy it. And uh, it's becoming totally a pain in the butt. you got to let these guys know six months in advance and... 60 days in advance about this and that, and we're going to charge the living crap out of this. We're going to charge the living crap out of that. It's been a total pain in the butt. So we're trying to get that stuff figured out. Where shall dupe live? It could be anywhere. Who knows? But we're trying to get that stuff figured out, and it's been a hot mess. Way hot mess. And a lot of stuff has happened since I last talked to you guys. This the... 24th episode of The Dupe Show, episode mm, Marshawn Lynch. This will be the Marshawn Lynch episode. And uh, one thing I did while since I talked to you guys was went to the uh, NASCAR All-Star Race. That was pretty cool, right? Very, very cool. And I got to uh, fist bump with head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Coach Venables at that race. I uh, got to walk up with him to the uh, racetrack. There in North Texas and watch the uh, NASCAR All-Star Race. Super cool time. And I thought I was prepared for those race cars to go by at 180 miles per hour. I thought I had my mind mentally prepared for that. But uh, no, not so much. I mean, you don't understand how cool that is until they buzz your tower. And I'm on like the seventh row. I'm probably 50 feet from the track. And these cars... Buzzed my tower at 180 miles per hour, and it was stinking awesome, as you could imagine. So, yeah, I give a lot of credit. Credit to do to the NASCAR folks for putting on one heck of a show. And the NASCAR All-Star Race is really cool because it has a unique format, and they're all the time wrecking and this and that. Every seemed like every time I got to rooting for one particular racer, uh, one particular driver, they would crash. So, uh, yeah, so if you crashed in that race, you can probably blame me. And, uh, but... Excellent, excellent time watching the uh, NASCAR All-Star Race at Texas Motor Speedway. What else has been happening? Listen, we got a lot of things we could talk about. NHL playoffs, OU softball, OU baseball, the Freddie Freeman saga. I want to hit that, Danny. And then uh, the NBA free agency, that's total chaos. Uh, KD and Kyrie, we'll hit that real quick. KD and Kyrie, embarrassing, dude. Embarrassing. You guys call yourselves competitors? How do you not run it back with that squad? How? How do you not? If I'm KD, if I'm Kyrie, I want that squad again. I refuse to take the mulligan, the horse crap, that the Brooklyn Nets fired out last year. I refuse to take it. The competitor inside me would say, everyone y'all are coming back, we're running it back. This was junk. And not to mention, they're going to get that shooter guy back, Right? He didn't even play at all last year. Kyrie played barely last year. I mean, what's wrong with these guys? 
What's wrong with them? They're that big of titty babies that they just got to take their ball and go home? Drives me absolutely bananas. KD, Kyrie, taking their ball, going home. Don't want to run it back with a championship roster just because it didn't go that well. It didn't go that well. These guys, they all the time want, want to go somewhere, sign this big giant contract, and then want to leave, you know? Two people signed that contract, the team and the dude. When are we going to learn that the dude signed these contracts too? All these NBA contracts, these guys are locked in to plug in here, plug in there, plug in there. Oh, you are an NBA All-American, so you get this much money. You get $240 million. But if you stay here, you get $250 million. But if you go there, you get $230 million. It's all chaos. It's all plug-in crap. But then they'll sign these big giant deals, and then they want to get traded. They want to get traded. As if they've had the titty in their mouth the whole time. I don't understand it. Two people signed the contract. It's time the players start living up to some of that crap, right? These guys can't be just bailing because they're giant titty babies, right? There's reasons to bail. Sometimes you have to do it. I get it. But because you're a giant titty baby is not one. Unless, of course, you're an NBA superstar, then they all seem to get by with it. Katie and Kyrie should be ashamed of yourselves. It's garbage. Garbage. Hot pile of poop emoji. So thanks for bringing that up, Danny. I, I wanted to hit that real fast. Yeah, thanks. What else do we have? We have USC and UCLA, speaking of being giant titty babies. Uh, college football, what a chaotic mess that is. Uh, if you don't like what you're getting, just go somewhere else. You know, take your ball, go home, change conferences. Yeah, just screw over anybody in the conference that you've been with for... 50, 100 years, whatever. Just take your ball, go home. OU, Texas, USC, UCLA have all created an absolute mess. And we get it. We get it. We want all the teams in like three or four conferences so they can have all the money, right? ESPN possibly trying to just wipe out Fox. But we forget that CBS still has the SEC. And that's what it's about, folks. It's about television markets. Okay. And if you want to run your television market contracts now, as the Pac-12 wants to do for some reason, hey, you, USC and UCLA just left us. Let's redo our TV contracts. Uh, what? You don't have anybody. I mean, you do, but you kind of don't. And not to mention, you guys were only making about $18 million per, $18 million per team on recent contracts. Which is embarrassing. What are you guys doing out there on the West Coast? No wonder you, UCLA and USC left you. 18, 19 million a year. We got teams in the SEC making like 40. Doubling that. Okay? Which is weird. You would think these teams could make more than that. And I've always said on Twitter. You can find me at Show Day Dupe on Twitter. I've always said on there, if these teams are really about the money, really about the money, you just screw over everybody and go independent. Like Notre Dame has done for so long. Watch the money pile up. I mean, we're arguing about the Pac-12 making $18, $19 million a year. And we're, the SEC is making high 30s, maybe $40 million a year, while the Big 12s, they're probably in the 20s, maybe some 30s, million dollars a year. That's 
Not all that much for something like uh, big boy football, Notre Dame football, OU football, Texas football. Even teams not so big boy, maybe Tennessee football. They could rake that in, right? USC, UCLA, Utah, for crying out loud, should rake in $20 million. Why are these teams not independent? If Russell Westbrook can make $50 million, how can OU football not be worth $50 million on its own? I'll never understand that. If these teams went independent, they would be banking, just like Notre Dame has done. Notre Dame's like, oh, you got $20 million last year in the Pac-12? That's cute. Yeah, well, we made that the first two weeks, you know? College football is an absolute poop show. Dumpster fire, the gift of the dumpster on fire floating down the street, that's college football. But if you don't like it, take your ball, go home, heck, get your NIL deal, whatever, whatever. Get your six NIL deals before you even take the field. That's the best way to do it. You don't even have to throw a spiral that way. Ay, ay, ay. Several episodes on the Dupe Show, we talked about how college athletes should maybe get paid. This was before NIL, all this crap. I had an idea to like pay them in a in like a 401k format or something to where that when they're done with college, they get some money, right? And have a head start on life. No, no, no. We want all the money now. We don't want to throw spirals. We don't want to compete. We don't want to be part of a team. I don't know. College football. I yai yai. What else is hot news? I'm going to make it down this entire row of things you have for me to talk about eventually, Danny. What else you got? Hot news, hot news. Baker Mayfield. That's hot news, my friend. He got traded yesterday to the Carolina Panthers. I've yet to see like the amazing details on this trade. Obviously, the Cleveland Browns gave up. Gave up. I mean, they're going to try to keep Baker... They wanted him to play throughout the year so that they didn't have to use Jacoby Brissett to get them to their prized possession $230 million contract, Deshaun Watson. How that happened, we'll never know. It still sounds impossible. Absolutely bananas. But it happened. They wanted Baker Mayfield to stay. They wanted him to take the high road and get them to Deshaun Watson. Ay, ay, ay. The Browns have screwed this thing up so many times. Giving Deshaun Watson $230 million is nuts. Expecting Baker Mayfield to stay is nuts. And now they're giving Jacoby Brissett $4.5 million to be the backup slash starter slash get me to Deshaun Watson guy. How do you not hold out if you're Jacoby Brissett? Heck, I would. 4.5? Yeah, you know... Seems like you really need me around here right now. Uh, let's go for about eight and a half. Oh, you know, eight and a half million sounds about right. Jacoby, get up for some more while they're giving this crap away, bro. I mean, what are they doing? The Browns are unbelievable. And then they do the trade. They do the trade with Carolina. Finally give in to Baker. And heck, they're still paying most of the bill. The trade's terrible. <laughs> So in week one, Baker Mayfield will likely be the starter for the Carolina Panthers, taking the field against the Cleveland Browns. 
And the Cleveland Browns will pay Baker about a half million dollars to do it. Nice. <laughs> I mean, you can't make up that kind of story. You can't screw it up like that on a script. But the Cleveland Browns managed to do it. And they got a decent team. We'll see how things go. Heck, Jacoby Brissett's probably fired up to take the field with a decent team. He's loving life right now. Although, you should still stick him for about $3 million more dollars. For sure. So somebody tell his agent. Speaking of agents. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before we get into that, there's one more thing to talk about on the Carolina Panthers deal. While the Browns are paying Baker Mayfield about $18 million, Sam Darnold's contract is quite interesting on this deal. Sam Darnold, the previous starter for the Carolina Panthers, of course, traded to them from the New York Jets. He's been a little ho-hum, right? So he had a very, very team-friendly deal that he signed with the Jets before the trade. So he was very team-friendly when he came to Carolina. His salaries have been small, four and five million dollars, and had a big, decent signing bonus, whatever. Well, he was very in-loaded, by the way. The final year on Sam Darnold's contract, he's due $18 million, which is, guessed it, you guessed it, this upcoming year. So Carolina's got to find a way to pay Sam Darnold $18 million or trade him, while the Browns help pay for Baker Mayfield's $18 million. Did you get all that? What a hot mess. Fascinating stuff coming in from the quarterback market of the NFL, as it always does. The quarterback market in the NFL always brings us bananas and storylines. So pretty cool stuff there from Sam Darnold. What did you say a while ago, Danny? Agents. Yes, agents. What's Fred Freeman's agent's name? That's right, I forget too. It has a C in it. I know that. I've had a lot of concussions, folks. Names will come and go. But Freddie Freeman's agent, holy cow, did you see the news? Like two weeks ago, Freddie Freeman revisited Atlanta as a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And of course, Freddie Freeman is the beloved Atlanta Brave, world champion last year, Atlanta Braves. So he... He returns to Atlanta, and they give him his championship ring, and he's crying and all this, and ESPN is making a giant deal of it, right? I mean, uh, holy cow, there's tears involved. So, I mean, the story, holy moly. Like, Freddie Freeman, Mr. Atlanta, which I get it. I get it. Freddie Freeman was Mr. Atlanta, and when he signed with the Dodgers, every now and again, there's a person that will go away from a team. An athlete goes away from a team where they had it going. Like the life of all lives. You would have played in front of your own statue, possibly your own arena or stadium named after yourself, and you're rich. I mean, that's the life. What else do you need? Freddie Freeman had the life. He was going to be a brave for life. He was going to play in front of his own statue, Possibly the stadium named after him. He was going to do it. And of course in recent years we remember folks like Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook. Oklahoma City. I've talked about this before a little bit to the Thunder. Hey these guys left. We don't have to give them 
blah, blah, blah ceremonies when they come back. They had an opportunity to stay, play in front of their own statues, and be rich. Freddie Freeman had that opportunity with the Braves. His agent gets this big fat deal from the Dodgers, gets it lined up. Well, looks like that's all you got. Sign it. Going to be a Dodger. They find out a couple weeks ago there was another offer from the Braves that Freddie Freeman never knew about. How in the name of Zeus's butt does this happen in 2022? That agent was fired by Freddie Freeman. Which, by the way, I'll, I'll be your agent. I'll, I'll knock this out. Let's go. Unbelievable stuff. How do you call yourself an agent and do that? And, of course, it didn't make sense that Freddie Freeman isn't a brave. He was going to play in front of his own statue. I knew it. And some idiot agent robbed us, robbed the entire world of that gift. I've always said, when it, especially when it comes to these giant baseball contracts, these dudes will play anywhere. I mean, they've got their favorites here and there, but they just want to be a ball player, go do their thing. They'll play a lot of places. It's the guy making 10%. Or the woman making 10%. It's the agents that run these shows. And the people that make 10% want that check to be fat. Want that, want everything to be as fat and as stacked as possible. And I get it. That's their job. But holy cow. Where do we draw the line that if an athlete wants to play in front of his own statue, he can? I would. I totally would. I'm telling you, I'm not chasing the cap of my market if I have an opportunity to be rich and play in front of my own statues and bring championships to my people that love me. I'm not, that's, whoo, that's the life. That's where I would be. What else we got, Danny? Send me some more. We talked about the Browns. We talked about USC and UCLA grabbing their ball and going home. Which is so crazy. Like, there's no TV markets west of the Mississippi other than Texas and Oklahoma in college football. That's crazy. Just think about the big markets out west. Denver, Salt Lake. LA's going to be now be in the Big Ten. Denver, Salt Lake, Portland, Seattle. They've never been good big football markets. They're so screwed. So screwed. I feel terrible for these athletes to work their tail off to go play at Oregon State, Kansas State, Utah, Utah State, Boise State. How's Boise State going to crack the codes anymore, right? I mean, the people that think, well, we should have just the top 50, 60 teams have their own national championship. They're probably the ones that still think, a non-power five can't get into a four-team playoff. What? Ding, ding, ding. Cincinnati just did it. What? Huh? Hmm? Yep. All those people, all those years saying a non-power five could never get into a four-team playoff. This just this sucks. This system just doesn't work. The power fives just screw them. Well, it just got worse. A lot worse. Right after a team cracked the code and got into a four-team playoff. College football. Ugh. 
You got me off on that dumpster fire twice now, Danny. We're going back up the sheet. And I had to gripe about it again. I'm sweating. So mad. So mad. We did talk about NBA free agency. What we didn't talk about in the NBA, though, holy Chet, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chet Holmgren, lighten up, Summer League. The Oklahoma City Thunder, we'll hit this real quick. The Oklahoma City Thunder are, like, so young that they basically sent their team to Summer League. <laughs> There's a few veterans sitting out, right? I mean... Shea, he's not there. Dort's not there. I mean, there's a few few veterans not going to... But Josh Giddy, their starting point guard, is in the summer league with all these young dudes. I remember one time last winter, the Thunder played a game after the Oklahoma State Cowboys played a college basketball game. And the announcers had mentioned that the Thunder's starting five were younger than the lineup of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. <laughs> So they're, they're just rocking the young dudes right now. They sent the whole team to Summer League. So uh, good luck there for the other teams. You're going to be playing against all these 21, 22-year-olds with NBA experience for the Thunder. Josh Giddy and all their draft picks, including the second picker overall, Chet Holmgren. Holy Chet. He came out in the first game. What do you end up with? 22 points, six blocks. A handful of assists, a bunch of boards. Second game, down to earth a little bit. Only had 11 points, two blocks. But he did have, like, double-digit rebounds. Holy Chet. Chet Holmgren can play some basketball in the Oklahoma City Thunder. Going to have a fun time with Chet Holmgren. The second pick overall. Now, I let it be known that I was more of a fan of Paolo from Duke. If he fell to the second spot. But I was cool with either one. We knew one was going to be first. One was going to be second. Chet's a bad dude, y'all. Chet's a bad dude. Don't be making fun of him. Because he's all, like, beanie looking, okay? Kevin Durant was beanie looking when he showed up in the NBA. And me, being an Adam's Apple beanie athlete myself. Nothing wrong with being skinny, y'all. Nothing. As a matter of fact, we know how to work it. There are times, I can promise you, that we appreciate it. And we are blessed that we are skinny. We know how to move. We know how to do our thing. And if somebody does just absolutely smoke us, we just go flying and get back up. It's no big deal. <laughs> I said that when Kevin Durant came into the league. He's blossomed into a full-grown adult. Chet, by the way, is 7 foot 1 inch tall. About 195 pounds. So he'll be over 200 before long. And he knows how to use his strengths as being a skinny dude at 7'1", 195. He can tote the rock. He can shoot the rock. He can block the rock. He can board the block. Board the block the rock. This dude, he's going to be great. And I said that about Josh Giddy last year when, I drafted, when we drafted him. I didn't like the draft pick. I was like, oh my gosh, we tanked for Josh Giddy. And then I went and watched Josh Giddy play live. I was like, this dude is awesome. He is nasty. He plays some old school slick basketball. And it's going to be fun watching Josh Giddy and Chet Holmgren work it together. The rest of the Thunder picks, by the way, they got J-Will and J-Dub. I mean, uh, how often do you get to see the same team pick a dude with the same name twice? 
two different dudes with the same name. I'm confused already. Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams. One's going by J-Dub, the other going by J-Will. They're up in Summer League tearing it up. They also brought in Amon Zhang from France. Another rookie. Things are looking up for the Thunder. It'll be interesting to see. Somebody asked me this marvelous question yesterday, and I don't know the answer. Will the Thunder tank again? Will they play Possum again in 2023? Or is this the crew they want to make a run with, knowing they've still got a ton of assets? I would like to see him let these young guys go. Let's go! Let's see what Shea, Dort, and all these young fellas can get done. But, in today's NBA, the way it goes, I have a feeling they're going to play Possum again one more year, and it's going to drive me nuts. It's going to drive me nuts. Lastly, OU softball, OU baseball, they've had a tremendous month while I've been gone. Obviously, the Oklahoma softball team winning another national championship. Patty Gasso, Coach Natty Patty Gasso, winning percentage of 801. 12 Big 12 titles, now her seventh national title. Comparing her to Nick Saban of the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. Which is interesting and cool for me. You know, I find Nick Saban to be uh, dang near goat material. And Patty Gasso as well. Dang near goat material. I have no problem with that. And of course, Nick Saban, seven national titles as well. One was with uh, LSU back in 2003, and of course the other six with the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide more recently. And one thing I, I, one thing you can compare Patty to uh, Nick Saban for is the poison control, right? We all know Nick Saban as don't give in to the poison, keep my athlete's mind right, uh, you know, ridicule them after a win, um, comfort them after a loss, uh, you know, stuff like that. Nick Saban, goat material. Poison control. Stay away from the poison. All Patty Gasso's team heard all year long was how they're the best softball team to ever play, ever take the field, ever get dirty, ever slide into the fake dirt, fake grass, hit bombs, whatever. They're the best ever. They slipped up in Austin and lost the game to the Texas Longhorns. Then they slipped up at the end of the season. Losing a game in the Big 12 tournament to the Oklahoma State Cowgirls. And uh, that's two losses, right? Two losses. That's that's a lot for the best team to ever take the field, ever. The media going crazy about this team. Holy cow. And they, they were great. They were terrific. They might be the best to take the field. Nothing to take away from that. But holy cow, the dramatic storylines went absolutely bananas. And Patty Gasso... Had to keep her team focused on the goal, on the games individually. Kept that team on path. They accomplished their mission. They won a national title. So congratulations to the Oklahoma Sooner softball ladies. And then OU baseball, the Sooners baseball team, finds a way to end up in the National Championship Series. Are you kidding me? Now, I did mention on Twitter a lot this, this year that, hey, I'm seeing some real pitching out of Norman, right? I mean, these dudes, 
These dudes are pitching. So I liked it. I like what I was seeing. They looked vastly improved. And uh, the team looked like a team. I mean, they were getting after it. By golly, they find a way to get hot at the end. Go win the Big 12 tournament. Get sent to Florida for regionals. And I'm like, hey, this team can win this regional. The Gators don't have to come out of that regional. They can beat the Gators if they stay hot. Sure enough, the Sooners come out of that regional. Then they're going to play very highly ranked. What were they? The three seed nationally Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh-oh. Good luck in Blacksburg. It's been a nice run, Sooners. Then they go and beat Blacksburg. They go and beat the Virginia Tech Hokies. I was shocked. I was shocked. I was so shocked that I called them Blackburg, Blacksburg College. <laughs> Danny, I'm over my limit, right? We're almost to 30 minutes. See, yeah, that's my limit. After the concussions, after getting fired up. That's as long as I can talk. I need a commercial break, then we'll come back. No, just kidding. We don't need a commercial break. But so the Sooners go to Virginia Tech, beat a top seed team, and advance to Omaha. And then they just march through Omaha like it's no big deal. Holy cow. Unbelievable march for the Oklahoma Sooners and then they meet the Ole Miss Rebels in the finals and of course the big storyline for ESPN was that the Ole Miss Rebels were the last team to get into the field or thereabouts what they don't seem to mention and it was a nice storyline I get it but what they forget to mention is that Ole Miss was ranked anywhere from like fifth to eighth in the country preseason <laughs> pretty good team you got there Sure, they've had a wild ride this season. Sure, they've had some hiccups. Sure, they got off to an awful start in conference play down there in the SEC. I think they uh, were 7-11 or maybe even 7-14. I think it was 7-11. 7-11 was their conference start. They come all the way back. They get hot, get in a regional, win the thing. Oklahoma versus Ole Miss for all the marbles in a three-game series. And the steam ran out for OU. Old Miss takes it two games to none. Congrats to the Old Miss Rebels taking down the college baseball title. Coach Bianca, his first title for the Rebs. Good deal for him. Danny, I've talked so much it's barely making sense, brother. Barely. Freddie Freeman, OU baseball, OU softball, NASCAR. Coach Venables, so great to see you. Fist bump again. NHL playoffs, we hit some of that. The Doom Show, we were rooting hard for the Lightning. We were. But hey, Colorado Avalanche, they earned it. They had the best season. So it's always nice to see no Cinderella and the team that earned it, the best year they could have. It's always great to see that team win the title. So congrats to the Colorado Avalanche for the NHL playoffs. It was Totally awesome to watch. Had a lot of fun watching the playoffs this year. And those dudes already releasing their uh, preseason schedules for next year. <laughs> NHL guys are crazy. Yeah, go get you a couple weeks off. Maybe, you know, six weeks or so. And then uh, we'll see you back on the rink uh, into August, September. The dumpster fires that is college football. The dumpster fires that is the Cleveland Browns. The storylines are never going to end. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Hopefully, I can get mood, figure out where I'm going to live, and I can talk to you guys again 
very, very soon. Very soon. I missed you all. But thank you all for joining us here on The Dupe Show. Thank you all for joining us for every episode up to this. Episode 24 of The Dupe Show, July 7th, 2022. Hope everyone had a happy Independence Day. Danny's cranking up the music. That means it's way past time to go. I'm out. See ya.